Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Greg Johnson, the CEO of one of the market's leading silver explorers, Metallic Minerals. Mr. Johnson, welcome to the show. Well, it's great to be back again, Maurice. What a pleasure to have you back on the program to discuss the latest developments by Metallic Minerals, which is known for high-grade silver in the Keno Hill Silver District of Canada's Yukon Territory. Mr. Johnson, for someone new to Metallic Minerals, please share the investment opportunity the company presents to the market. Well, Metallic Minerals is a leading explorer for, for silver, uh, gold, uh, and we are focused in some of the highest grade historic producing districts uh, uh, for those metals, uh, particularly the Keno Hill Sil- Silver District and with our recent uh, acquisition in the southwestern U.S. in the La Plata Mining District. Last week, Metallic Minerals announced a strategic investment by one of the sector's leading resource investors, billionaire Eric Sprott. Take us behind the scenes for a moment and give us some background on the details on this transaction. Well, Maurice, as you know, Eric is very bullish on silver, um, uh, I think as well on, on the other metals in the precious metal space, but particularly on silver. Um, we are very excited to have Eric as a strategic level investment in the company. Um, you may know that he was one of the early investors in Nova Gold and was a great uh, supporter and sponsor of the company. So I'm, I'm really excited to be working with, with Eric again. Uh, and I think it's it's really recognition of the value uh, that we've been building, at particularly our Aquino Hill Silver uh, project and uh, the, the potential of that opportunity. Mr. Johnson, what does this suggest to current and prospective shareholders when one of our industry's most prominent and renowned investors is taking a strategic level investment into metallic minerals? Well, I think it says a couple of things. I think it says that, um, you know, smart money experienced money who this is really their focus is you know starting to put real money to work uh, in the sector and so i think it, it's a highlight that we've been through a very difficult market but you know this is the one of those buy low high quality opportunities that that comes along every every 10 years or so in our sector um, you know secondly i think it's real recognition of the value that we've created um, in metallic minerals uh, the fact that the Keno Hill Silver District is is such um, a strong uh, in terms of its its grade historically, uh, and the geologic understanding that it's just such a strong opportunity uh, for new discovery and for developing high grade silver resources that can be brought rapidly to market. Let's visit the company's flagship Keno Silver project, where the company has had some exciting news regarding the definition of tin new multi-kilometer targets along with several high-grade Keno type targets that you've already been drilling on. Let's start with the big picture in the district. Tell us about the Keno Hill Silver District and how you managed to acquire half of one of the world's highest grade silver districts. Yeah, the Keno Silver District is, a, you know, really has an amazing history. Um, many people know of the Klondike Gold Rush at the turn of the last century. Um, what they may not know is there was more value in silver that came out of the Keno Hill Silver District in the Yukon than, than out of all of the Klondike. Uh, it was discovered shortly after the Klondike Gold Rush, 
there were a number of individual miners who came in and, and found in the western part of the district these veins that were sticking right out of the mountainside. Uh, and over time, there's been over 300 million ounces in past production and current resources at some of the highest grades in the industry. So it's a very exciting place to be doing new exploration, uh, to be bringing in new perspectives. Because of that long history, as you can imagine, it had quite a patchwork land ownership. Um, we have managed over the last couple of years to acquire uh, the entire eastern part of the district where the geology continues, has the same structure, and, and that's where we've developed some very exciting targets that I'm sure we'll talk about, um, as well as um, holdings within the central, western, and even down dip on the west part of the district that we're, we're quite excited about that continue to build on some of those um, new discoveries in the district that have been made recently by Alexco. You know, in reference to your neighbor, Alexco, they've made some uh, pretty amazing silver discoveries in the past couple of years in the Keno Hill District and has had a number of important upcoming milestones. Can you give us some background on what we can expect to see happening in this famous historic mining district over the next few months? Yeah, I think the Alexco story is really um, an exciting one. You know, over the last, you know, 10 years in the district, but particularly in the last several years, they've made two major silver discoveries, about 60 million ounces, uh, and their uh, Birmingham silver deposit uh, that they uh, are going back into production on um, is probably, you know, arguably the best um, high-grade silver mine in the world, starting right at surface, exceptional grades, well over a 1,000 gram per ton silver. Um, and it, it's really a, a game-changer, not only for Alexco, but for the district as a whole, indicating that if you can find those kinds of deposits right near where the, some of the biggest mines in the district have been previously mined, that there's still all kinds of opportunities, low-hanging fruit, as we say sometimes in the uh, industry, to, uh, to find uh, new major discoveries. Um, in terms of, of near-term milestones, uh, Alexco has announced to the market that they will be turning on the two new mines at Birmingham and Flame and Moth. Um, and I believe that they are scheduled to start producing ore again in the fourth quarter of this year. So it's an exciting time in the district uh, to see production restarting. And it's an exciting time for us to be uh, exploring in that same district and, and really starting to um, understand and advance through our systematic exploration work, you know, the potential that we have. Now focusing on metallic minerals work in the Keno Hill Silver District, please walk us through what you have discovered so far there. Yeah, so it's been a systematic process. This is going into our third year as a company. Uh, we started out in uh, the really the late summer of 2016. Uh, the first year was quite focused on acquisition of our land package, 166 square kilometers. Um, and following that, it was really a synthesis process of acquiring the historic information, the exploration, the mines uh, that were uh, developed on our ground. There are eight different historic mines where they had high enough grades to mine by hand at the surface in the 1920s and 30s. So going back in and re-looking at those, you know, we say in the business that the best place to find a mine is right next to where one has already been found. Um, and so really being able to bring a modern approach to exploration 
uh, into this uh, district that has this amazing history. Um, you know, that was a process of prioritization, Maurice, where we took 1.40 different target areas, prioritized those based on the ones that have the most information and the most potential. Um, three of those we've already taken to drilling, and we've been able to hit the, the structures on those three targets you know, very consistently. We're probably hitting the structure on about a 90% success rate. We're hitting Kino-style high-grade mineralization, so the same material that you're seeing over on the western part of the district with Alexco. Um, we're now starting to step along those structures, down dip and laterally, uh, looking for where they're going to get wider, so we, where we can build up the, the tonnage. But, you know, the real success there is we've already got three that we're, we're building on those kind of starter resources. We've got three additional targets um, that are advanced enough that they're ready to drill, and we'll be looking to get the first holes into those probably in early 2020. Um, and then on the eastern part of the district, which is which is quite a quite amazing, You've got half the district that, though it has the same geology, it has the same structural setting as we see on the west because it was more remote, historically didn't have road access, it's forested. It really didn't get the historic uh, focus um, that uh, the western part of the district did. And so we've gone in and done geophysics, soil sampling, really applied our modern tool set um, and we're very pleasantly surprised and pleased to have um, defined 10 targets that exceed two to five kilometers in length um, that are each showing uh, enriched silver in soils and rocks um, that indicate very significant silver targets. Our teams uh, were back out on those sites this year. Uh, results are going to be coming you know, from that work here fairly soon. But they've been able to confirm that, in fact, we are seeing Kino-style uh, rubble crop, as we call it, so rub vein rubble um, at the surface, uh, that these are showing Kino-type grades, 500 to 1,000 gram per ton silver uh, values. So we're really on to something very significant. And the scale of these targets are larger than anything that's been previously seen in the district. So it's, it's quite an exciting time for us. Yeah, I think that's exactly what the value proposition that Mr. Sprott saw uh, based off of uh, what you just conveyed to us. Uh, what should we expect in terms of news from the ongoing work at Keno Hill? So we are just wrapping up those field programs now. Um, of course, it takes a bit of time for results to come back from the assay lab, but I would anticipate that we should have news flow over coming weeks and months as those programs uh, start to come in. Uh, particular focus of the program was refining these targets. Many of these uh, soil anomalies and, and mineralized areas were open-ended. In other words, we didn't know where the edges were. So we've extended those soil lines and we're really trying to figure out what are the, the highest grade and the best targets with the idea that we'd be looking to come in early next year and start to drill test those and, and really get a sense for how big those are, as well as continuing to advance um, those targets that already have drilling that we're, we're building these initial uh, resources on. Let's leave the Yukon for a moment and introduce investors to the newest project in the metallic portfolio. We see that you've turned your focus southward and that Metallic Minerals has announced the strategic acquisition of the La Plata Silver Gold Copper Project located in Southwest Colorado. Mr. Johnson, please introduce us to the value proposition of La Plata 
This is an exciting opportunity. Um, you know, part of our approach uh, in metallic minerals and in the other companies in the metallic group has been to be open to opportunities. Um, you know, in my career, my experience, you know, sometimes you just have to be in the right place at the right time and be able to recognize value that perhaps others haven't. Um, in the case of our new acquisition uh, in the La Plata district, this is in the southwestern United States, very southwestern corner of Colorado. Um, it's in what's called the Colorado Mineral Belt, which is um, this amazing area of both historic and current uh, production. Uh, almost 50 million ounces of gold has been produced uh, from this mineral belt, uh, 500 million uh, ounces of silver, so almost half a billion ounces, uh, mostly like in Kino Hill from relatively shallow high-grade vein systems. Uh, but you have big operators like Newmont with their Cripple Creek mine complex that has over 30 million ounces of gold. And we've seen production from a number of these districts that's measured in you know the five plus million ounce and in terms of silver, hundreds of millions of ounces. So we know we're in the right neighborhood on this this project. Um, it's got a long history. Uh, it's called the La Plata Project because uh, it was discovered by the Spanish who found high-grade silver all the way back in the 1700s. And, you know, they only paid attention to something that was really quite you know spectacular. And then, similar to the Kino District, but but earlier uh, in terms of the start, we saw um, over 90 high-grade mines and prospects get developed between the 1880s and the 1940s uh, when, the, when World War II broke out. Uh, and during that period, uh, the focus by these individual miners w was on the high-grade silver and gold vein systems that cropped right out its surface and were being mined by hand, much like the, the Kino District. Uh, the U.S. shut down mining during the war years, um, and effectively, we didn't see the individual miners come back. But in the 1950s and 60s, we saw some of the major copper companies, Rio Tinto first, followed later by Phelps Dodge, which is now Freeport, recognizing that there was a major precious metals rich porphyry system in the center of this vein district. Uh, and so they came in and started drilling these porphyry targets. Um, of course, um, back in 1960, copper was less than 60 cents a pound. So, you know, they would have been looking for exploration targets that would indicate, you know, something that could be mined in bulk at over 1% copper. Uh, in today's world, um, you know, copper deposits that are being looked at are often measured in the, the 0 0.2, 0 0.3% copper grades. So it's a very different world um, at a 250 plus you know, copper price. What their work did, um, this work that was done uh, in the 50s and 60s, was show that we have a very large high precious metals porphyry system in the center of the district. Uh, they drilled uh, enough holes to define a historic resource um, that starts right at surface that would indicate a very significant copper and silver uh, historic uh, resource that's open-ended. Um, what's exciting for us is that um, this district has basically seen no exploration. Phelps Dodge held it all the way through the late 90s when it was acquired by the two parties that we did our agreement on. So you, the last kind of significant work outside of the drilling on the porphyry system was mapping in the 1940s. 
There's never been systematic exploration in terms of soils or geophysics or any of the modern tools that we've been employing recently at Kino to great success. And so we control the entire district and we've got the opportunity to come in and work on something where we believe we have a potential Kino type district that surrounds a historic mineral resource that could be rapidly advanced uh, to you know resources in the ground. And so we're really quite excited uh, about this this acquisition and this development. You know, I have to commend you. I'm thoroughly impressed with the company's business acumen as Metallic Minerals provides shareholders with exceptional upside through a strategic acquisition of half of one of the world's richest silver districts at Keno Hill and now follows that with the acquisition 100% of one of the richest silver gold districts in the USA. Now, this gives Metallic Minerals not just value leverage to rising precious metal prices, but the ability to build new and significant resources very quickly. What are the details of the La Plata transaction and are there any back-end rights or royalties? One of the exciting things about this is that, um, you know, the, the district hasn't seen exploration since Rio Tinto and Phelps Dodge, and it was just held. Um, and so we were able to do an agreement with the vendors um, that acquired the ground after uh, Phelps Dodge. Um, there's a small royalty with a buy-down. Uh, so we've got 100% on this. Uh, it's an option because it's four years to, to basically get in and do the work that we need to do to demonstrate um, that we've got you know a significant uh, resource here. Um, these um, these holders that we've done the option agreement are going to receive shares, so they're going to be investors uh, just like you and I. And their expectation is their value will come from appreciation in the share price uh, relative to to this opportunity. You know, I'm smiling ear to ear. These are some great strategic moves you're making, Mr. Johnson. Kudos to you. What type of work is being conducted at La Plata, and when can we expect results? Well, the nice thing about this uh, more southern project is that it gives us a longer expiration uh, season. Um, So we've got teams um, that are on the ground now. Uh, We're basically doing that. Those geologic layers, teams are out doing rock sampling, mapping, soils, we're undertaking a variety of geophysical uh, surveys, really trying to understand particularly the high-grade vein systems outside of the porphyry and, and to move this towards first drill testing by, by early next year. Switching gears, Mr. Johnson, please share the current capital structure of Metallic Minerals and who are the major shareholders? Well, currently there's about 83.5 million shares outstanding with Mr. Eric Sprott coming in. He will be our largest individual uh, shareholder. Uh, Management owns about 25% of the company. We've been building our uh, institutional ownership base. We have names like U.S. Global uh, and others that are prominent resource funds that already own something on the order of about 12% of the shares. Uh, We've got a number of high net worth individuals who have invested in some of our past companies and and then uh, a retail component. So we've got a nice tight share structure, particularly for the assets that we have in the company. And we've got some great supporters um, in our shareholder register. What would you like to say to current and prospective shareholders regarding the opportunity that is before us right now in the market with metallic minerals and the silver sector specifically? Well, I think we touched early on, um, really, we are at one of these unique inflection points, I think, in the cycle. Um, You know, the the metal price cycle peaked back in 2011, 
we've seen um, you know the bear market ensue from there and then over the last several years we've really been in a market bottoming consolidation phase so I think with investors like Eric Sprott putting money to work and some of these sophisticated mining funds, this is really an opportunity for investors to be looking at high quality names. And I think metallic minerals, based on what we've been quietly building during the bear market, really taking advantage of the fact that we were in a bear market to acquire assets that we would probably not likewise be able to go after uh, during more more busy and higher valued times of the sector cycle. Um, and so I, I think there's a real opportunity here. Um, you know, these are new companies that the market is not yet uh, that aware of. Um, and of course, you know, it's always challenging for investors to, to find out about these smaller cap companies because there's just not a lot of research coverage. But I think it's a real opportunity to be buying quality and I think you know we're at a major inflection point in in the precious metal cycle, that really could uh, be one of those buy low opportunities that we all uh, look for. Speaking of companies and speaking of quality, Metallic Minerals is part of the Metallic Group of companies. Can you walk us through briefly um, the Metallic Group and share the common synergies and strategies that you've been executing with all three companies? Yeah, this is this has been something that's been evolving over the last couple of years. But the opportunity, um, you know, really coming out of the bear market to say, how do we create value as a group? Um, and by a group, uh, these are a number of individuals that I've worked with in the past at Nova Gold. Uh, we have people from the Ivanhoe Group. We have people uh, that have worked with the major mining companies. Um, and and really to be able to say, we know we're in a bear market. Uh, we think that transition is happening. So how can we go after this? So we've focused on brownfields acquisitions. In other words, acquisitions in districts where you already have found mines. And in the case of each of the three metallic uh, group companies, each one is adjacent to either existing or past production. This means all the infrastructure is already there, roads, power. So that means the development pathway is going to be not only less capital intensive, but probably a much faster pathway to production. And uniquely in each of these three cases, these are some of the highest grade producers in their metal class. Um, and so these are really exceptional districts to be exploring in. Because they were smaller companies that were operating these mines, they did not acquire all the exploration ground in the district. And that presented the opportunity in the bear market for us to go in do the hard work to stitch together these land packages so that we had a district scale uh, land package and to be able to assemble these. So the first company was Metallic Minerals, which we've been speaking to. And, uh, that was 2016. In 2017, we had the opportunity to pick up the lower Stillwater complex in Montana, adjacent to the Stillwater mine, which is one of the highest grade uh, platinum and palladium producers in the world. Uh, that then was followed by uh, Sabanye Gold out of South Africa acquiring Stillwater Mines for $2.2 billion. So really kind of solidifying the value proposition there. And then and the, the latest addition to the metallic group companies is Granite Creek Copper. Um, this just started trading in January uh, of this year. It's been focused uh, in the CarMax Minto Copper Gold Belt within the central Yukon. It's just south of the Minto mine, which was previously owned by Capstone uh, and has recently been sold uh, by Pembridge that they're 
bringing back into production. Like the other three, this was an opportunity to pick up a district scale land package adjacent to um, large and known resources with the geologic potential to make a discovery that could be world-class and attract a major. Um, and in the case of this one, ground that had been privately held, again, for more than 50 years uh, and had not seen exploration. So we're really quite excited about the addition to of Granite Creek uh, to the group. And I think collectively, uh, the three companies really bring an opportunity in a mix of metals um, where you've got dedicated management and boards in each company. You've got reduced costs and synergies between the group uh, and a deeper technical team that can have some collaboration across the, the three. So it's a, it's a very exciting opportunity to bring these together. And I think the metallic group companies represent unique value in the mining space. Uh, and all three companies, we believe, have the potential to move to new resources in the near term. And that, as you know, is, is one of the biggest drivers uh, in creating value in the exploration space. And for audience members, we're proud to share that uh, all three companies just referenced are sponsors of Proven and Probable, and equally, we are proud to be shareholders of all three. Mr. Johnson, for someone listening that wants to get more information about Metallic Minerals, please share the website address. So it is metallic-minerals.com uh, and metallicgroup.ca on the broader Metallic Group of Companies. For direct inquiries, please contact Chris Ackerman at 604-629-7800, extension 1. That number again is 604-629-7800, extension 1. Or you may email chris.ackerman at metallic-minerals.com. Metallic Minerals trades on the TSXV, symbol MMG, and on the OTCQX, symbol MMN. GF. As a reminder, I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments. We provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery, offshore depositories, precious metal IRAs, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Call me directly at 855-505-1900. That number again is 855-505-1900. Or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Finally, please subscribe to ProvenAndProbable.com, where we provide mining insights and bullion sales. Greg Johnson of Metallic Minerals, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable.